I'm John Wist. And I'm Bonnie Mace. We are two Enneagram Nines who took the big leap into the world of entrepreneurship at a similar time. And this podcast is a space where we are inviting you to laugh and learn with us as we work to build businesses with soul. This is episode 27. 27 and episode number three in our series? Four. Four Four in our series. Yeah. Four on (laughs) core motivations and how they show up Mm -hmm. in our businesses. Core motivations of a nine and how they show up in our businesses. And we've done uh, core fear, Mm -hmm. core desire, Uh and now we're doing core weakness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you, again, want an overview of all of them, that is episode number 24, Mm -hmm. which was the first one we did to kind of kick everything off. So, Bonnie... Yeah. Enneagram expert, what, yes. what is our core weakness as uh, a nine? Core weakness as a type nine. And a core weakness is just that it's the thing that you struggle with consistently. Yeah. Just to throw that back in there since it has been a little while since our overview. Yeah. Um, core weakness is just that thing that you struggle with you can't shake. So ours is sloth, hmm. um, which at first sounds some kind of way. But I'm going to explain. So here's what the definition that my book says, thanks to your Enneagram coach. Um, remaining in an unrealistic and idealistic world to keep the peace. Remaining easygoing and not not to be disturbed by their anger, by our anger. Um, falling asleep to your passions, abilities, desires, needs, and worth by merging with a first. That one's more mouthful than the previous one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Takes a little bit more uh explaining. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we maybe we need all that detail so that we can really understand yeah, uh, what are weaknesses. But yeah, because as as we mentioned, like sometimes people tend to categorize core desires into like these are the good ones and these are the yeah. bad ones. And obviously core weakness, people tend to be like ashamed of it. And so we assume them the worst possible feeling yeah. about like oh my core weakness is sloth and most people are like that means i'm lazy right which is not right what the core weakness of sloth means for a nine right which interesting okay so this is not where i was expecting to start but you brought it up so I was, i'll go there okay one of the interesting things out of the stuff that you just read um and i would say it's a positive that mm-hmm. i get feedback a lot from my clients is that I'm easygoing mm-hmm. and that I'm easy to work with. Yeah. And so like, while it's quote unquote, our core weakness mm-hmm. and there could be things that are like, there definitely could be things that are detrimental right. about me being easygoing in my business life. Like mm-hmm. there could be some really bad things that happen if I'm too easygoing. Yeah. But also could be a good thing mm-hmm. at times. Yeah. Like so. if you're easygoing in order to avoid your anger, then you become passive aggressive. Right. So right. I do think that's a weird like yeah. way to put it because it's not that like, yes, we are easygoing, but when you're easygoing to cover up your own frustration. Right. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's not me. Yeah. I'm not easygoing with my clients because I'm angry at them. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're easygoing yeah. So because but, things don't anger you as easily. Right. 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 So, um, okay. So there's a lot here. So much. There's so much mm. here. Mm. Um, I keep, I feel like I keep saying that with every single one of them because... <laughs> Because I feel like we're analyzing, well, maybe that's it. We're analyzing things that you don't often spend the time to sit down and think about. 
Right. Right. So that's, and that's kind of the reason we're doing it. Right. So mm -hmm. we're spending the time now to think about some of these things so that we can grow and, and see the, all the little mm -hmm. intricacies of our brains. And yeah. Things. Yeah. Um, so I do feel like that this has uh, a decent connection to desire, like our core motivation of desire. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a, there's definitely some linking here. Mm -hmm. So we may, say some similar things but i think it's also like we can talk about it in a kind of a different context but um remaining in an unrealistic and ide idealistic world to keep the peace yeah let's just start there because that's the first one yeah bonnie what kind of unrealistic idealistic place do you go sometimes okay well <laughs> even just starting my business this yeah. is the like this is the most blatant and now a year and a half and like almost laughable part of this for me is everybody said it takes three years to turn a profit like if you start a business at least right yeah and i'm like people love me i will be fine i will be able to make money because like yeah coaching is low overhead like yeah. there's you know so i was like i'll be able to like start turning a profit quickly and that's probably the most and my dear, sweet five husband, <laughs> when he, when I started talking about this and maybe doing this and all these things, he was really pushing me like, and it was annoying the crap out of me, John. Like it was annoying the crap out of me because he kept saying like, why do people need Enneagram coaching? And I was taking it as like this personal affront at yeah. the time too. Yeah. And he's like, who needs it? And he was literally like, he's a five, yeah. which is the researcher analyzed. He wanted the market research. I'm not good at market research. Yeah. And I didn't want to do it yep. because I wanted to remain in my idealistic, like I have a community of people who love me and will support me and I yep. will like be able to coach these people and I will be replacing my income so quickly. Yep. Let me tell you what is actually true. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I am with the majority in the three-year yeah. hustle. Of yeah. <laughs> so can I, like, can we drill down on that for a second? Because I feel like I, I just, the I think the thing that, and I want to clarify maybe, yeah. Yeah. is like the thing that is sloth in that, right, that you're kind of pointing out or the thing that's like kind of pinpointing your weakness, mm -hmm. core weakness, is not that you started a business, no. is not that you became an Enneagram coach. No is not that you're not making money right it's that you could have taken like a another step further right, right. to maybe further define mm -hmm. your business or your model or something or just even like how much expectation of work up front right. i would need to do just like start making these connections sure definitely didn't want to think about that yep or be aware of that yep. you know and starting it and and there are tons of reasons you know all around that i can look back and now see why i was doing that yeah um but yeah mm -hmm, that's right yeah mm -hmm. yeah so we're not talking about like I, I i just want to make the clarification because i think that like it's easy again what right before we started recording i said like i'm gonna try not to use the word lazy very yeah. much because i think we get those confused oh yeah and so i wanted to try to like pinpoint that for a second because it's like there's just a lot of times like one little thing mm. that we could do maybe a little bit more work on mm -hmm. that would help actually smooth things out mm -hmm. some more. Mm -hmm. um, but we don't do it because 
we we feel like we got it or yeah. we feel like like but everything will be great <laughs> or, and i mean to go back to even just like some of the like market research potential went back to some of my other core motivations so i just leaned into this weakness a little bit more of like i refuse i refused to do it right in my optimism like i optimisted my way out of it yep yeah. <laughs> because if it was going to be a challenge to replace my income, then it didn't yeah. feel like it was worth doing in my head at the time. Right. And if there was going to be a lot of work and networking to do, like I am very challenged by that yeah. personally, like that's a huge stretch for me. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't want to think about like having to go, like I was in a season of hard processing then. Yeah. And I think that would have, so this is the embrace grace part of my I think had I pushed myself even here, even though my husband was trying to push me there and everything, if I had pushed myself there at the time, it would have been just too much. I probably would have stayed in my full-time job. Sure. And like been like, nope. So this is the thing of like, even with our weakness, recognizing that it's not all bad, like you were saying. Yep. Um, it's something to be aware of and to say, you know, like I have to work harder at this stuff. Yeah. I have to work harder to not to not be like a total optimist about yeah. how things are gonna work out my way yeah. <laughs> or whatever, um, all the time and be more realistic. But um Yeah. It just it just is sometimes it, it's protective. Yeah, yeah. And I think that um we'll come I'll I'll bring up the analogy I talked about okay. beforehand in a minute. Because I did river yeah, I think I think I'm kind of to that point where I wouldn't bring it up, but Similarly, like I jumped into this with people asking me to do work for them, mm -hmm. right? Like, so like, it wasn't like I had to go find people. Like there were people who were like, can you please help us do this? Mm -hmm. And that was the big wide open door yeah. for me to this like, Phew, yeah, there's people here who need me. I can do this. Heck yeah. Let's do it, babe. And walk through the door, you know, and then it's like when you hit that moment of like, okay, those are done. Who's next? Oh, wait, not everyone's just going to come to me. I thought there was a cue. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, like, oh, wait. Like, either I have to find people or I have to help people find me. And then it's like, yeah, I mean, I got a website. Oh, wait, that's not all I need. Oh, okay. Like, and you know, so like all of these things that just started piling on of like hard things mm -hmm. that I didn't want to do. They right. weren't part of why I, they, these are not the things I started no this business to do. signs up to become a videographer in order to build a website. That's so true. Right. <laughs> or get good at social media. That's <laughs> definitely not true. So like- all of these things all of a sudden are things that I technically need to do on some mm -hmm. level in order for my business to become sustainable, but they're not things I want to do. Right. And they're definitely not things I have motivation to do. Mm -hmm. And so what do I do? Well, I just do the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's, that's what I'm realizing now. Mm -hmm. Like even with my website, right? Like my first website, like no, it's quick, it's bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was enough to have some place that people could go and be like, oh, he exists, you know? I'm so sorry. There was just like a kernel that flew right by your head in my window and it made me gasp into the microphone. <laughs> I heard the gasp. You will also hear the gasp. Um, 
well, it's that would be very close to my head. Actually. It was very close. <laughs> you guys can probably hear it chirping. Wow, what a rabbit trail. Um, <laughs> right, but like these are the things that like I do think this idea of sloth mm-hmm. is that like, well, what can I do? Sometimes this isn't always, but what can I do sometimes? That's like the bare minimum that convinces me it's gonna like take me a little further. Mm, uh-huh. And so before we start recording, like uh-huh. we're back on the river. John is yes, he's working the river analogy. I'm working well. this thing hard, <laughs> and um, because like I think what we're kind of hinting at is like the easy way out mm-hmm. or like the comfortable way out. Mm. And I had this like epiphany as we were sitting here of like, you talked about before as nines, like we're on a boat. Like mm. we're not just like bo- our bodies aren't just like floating in a river. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we, we're on a boat. Yeah. Like nines need a boat. We probably need a boat. We need a boat. You could do an inner two, but it might not always be safe. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we need a boat. So, <laughs> so like having this idea that like, well, if I just pull my, like I'm in the rapids, if I pull over to the side of the river mm. and hop out and there's another river and I'm just going to throw my boat in there because that looks calm. Mm-hmm. Like that's a comfortable, easy choice to make, mm. but it's not like, it's not looking down the river and noticing that like this river also has rapids. Yeah. And so, like, what I was saying is basically I feel like part of this process of starting a business, owning mm-hmm. a business, running a business has been, like, adding tools to my boat mm-hmm. or or reinforcing my boat to better weather the things that are going to come at me on this river, whatever they are, mm-hmm. versus, oh, my gosh, I'm not making money. I need to find a job. I'm going to pull my boat out of this entrepreneur river and go just get a job again because those like that's a that's a like a knee-jerk reaction and it's not taking into account the things that were not just money or work related that led to this decision right right start a business and i think that goes back to like the second part of this definition which is falling asleep to your passions abilities desires needs and worth by merging with others that's the easy way and really what like the core weakness of sloth for type nine really comes down to is we lose ourselves so easily. And so, and this is where I see it, see my struggle the most in my business is like, what do I want? Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. So it feels easier to like take your analogy. It feels easier to find a different river because maybe I'll figure out what I want on that one. Yep. When forgetting that I had done some work down the line to decide like this is the path for me and this is what I need to do and I need to stick this out because yep. there is something down there that I'm desiring that I want. Yep. And if I stick with it, I will get there. But I forget what it is. You get this. Well, you get distracted. I think that it's not. It's not necessarily fr- like I. I get what you're saying. I think it's you get distracted <clears throat> by all the little things that become a little overwhelming to you in the moment, right? Yeah, and, and it takes you. It takes your eyes off of right. that thing. Yeah, yeah. So if you think about it this way, like another analogy I've heard for nines is that like we struggle with a fog, basically. Yes. Yeah. And so if you th- if we let's really wear out this river analogy. If everybody on a river. <laughs> Like everybody else can see what they're after. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, 
we are in a misty bog of a river that there's just fog constantly. And you're like, I'm not sure what it is I'm paddling for. We have to work extra hard to like remember yeah. to just remember that or to feel convicted about that. And then somebody else is like, over here, I can see my destination and there's room for you. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on over. And we're like, great. Oh, sweet. You did that work for me? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. My river, my river is foggy. <laughs> like, I don't know what is going on. Yeah. I don't know why I picked this one. Right. Like, oh, that stuff comes up for me a lot. Yeah. And for me, I think a lot of, a lot of my struggle with this is for so long, like, on top of it being my kind of natural disposition, yep. I've had lots of influences also telling me, this is what you want. It yep. is not okay for you to go outside of what we're telling you. Right. Like, this is what you can do. Um, or this is what you should want to do. And yeah. so um, I I feel like it's been extra work. Like, it's very easy with my core weakness for me to merge with someone. Yeah. And I referenced this on on the podcast before of like, I'm a powerhouse. If I'm under a person with a vision, I can help you get there. But when it comes to securing my own vision or feeling clear in my own vision, yeah. like this has just been the work of the last couple of years for me of like, what the heck is the vision? And then I think I have it. And then I'm like, is this what somebody else told me though? Mm. And I have to do a lot of soul searching again to be like, is this my vision or is this a yeah. rendition of what somebody else's vision is yeah. that now I'm going after? So I think that for me, that's the biggest struggle and how it shows up in my business. Ever. I was, I was going to ask you, like, do you have a example of kind of a way that you've seen yourself merge with someone else's desire or idea or vision for you like within for me within your business like oh within my business um i mean it could be outside i mean if you want to give another example of outside that but i'm i'm more curious about within within like empathetic enneagram like yeah um i i don't think it's shown up as much an empathetic enneagram because i've been really stubborn about not yeah you know yeah um and i think there have been like there have been uh, so what I feel is like a lot of intense pressure of people saying like, you should go after this or you should go after this or you should go after like like, who you're targeting, who I'm targeting. Okay. And that's been, I think that's my biggest struggle right now is like I have last fall, I really worked through a clear picture of, you know, I think this is what I want to do and like how I want to help people. Yeah. And now I'm kind of like, but what people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've had a lot of pressure of people being like, well, you should find these people or you should find these people. And so that's where, it is most yeah. shaky, but with empathetic Enneagram, I've been more stubborn about like, no, I really need to be sure that this is what I'm doing. Be protective. Yeah. 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 And and it's just been awareness of my tendency to merge quickly that's kept me from doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I could give an example of elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, still, I think it's still helpful to hear like an example of what is, what is merging look like for you? Oh yeah. So super easy for me. Um, I... Uh, which this one ended up being beneficial. Uh, so nice. just to show you how like weakness yeah. can work. So in my ministry job, I started out part-time behind the scenes, graphic designer, mm-hmm. brand and marketing. Mm-hmm. And I weaseled my way into um, sermon planning meetings because mm-hmm. I wanted to make better graphics mm-hmm. and I wanted to hear what they were thinking about, talking about. Yeah. Um, and these meetings in the first months of that meeting, I was a fly on the wall. I wasn't yeah. saying anything. I was just listening. I was just asking clarifying questions about the tagline and the concept and whatever. So I could make good graphics yeah. and that's it. Yeah. 
And then, I don't know, something happened. Probably, honestly, our leader would would ask me what I thought Mm -hmm. about some of the concepts theologically. And then I would, like, chime in because, like, this is what he wants me to do. He has to ask me to chime in, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so here I go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I going to be a good employee yeah um and and at one point uh it was like well that was that was really good i think we want you to say that on sunday and i was like (laughs) no threat alert like not (laughs) not gonna do that um and honestly it was just like it was merging and it was like his his pushing of like well this will be good you know Mm -hmm. like this he had a vision for how it should be and i said Everything about this makes me want to like barf yeah. right now. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's a bad idea, but I ended up doing it because I'm a good nine right. and I merge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, but then that's also what like led me towards like, oh, wait, I think I actually like speaking a little bit. I think I might be good at it. I think yeah. I could, I think I could do more with this. Yeah. I might have good things to say, actually. And so in this case, it ended up being a good thing. Yeah. But I would have never on my, own like had any inclination to put myself on a microphone in front of a crowd right 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 right. that was 100 percent merging yeah the time yeah yeah (laughs) no that's good that's good i think it's good to hear like just a yeah just an everyday example of what this looks like yeah because i do think for nines it is an everyday occurrence like i think we are it's yours well we may not like we may not necessarily and it, it goes back to what you've talked about before, too, of like healthy and unhealthy mm-hmm. ways of approaching situations and things like that. Because I think that for me, um, I have more since learning about merging, mm-hmm. I have more of an awareness yeah. of merging. And so I can more easily identify when I'm doing it for the right reasons and when I'm doing it for the wrong reasons right and so like i and probably every night it's like this like when it's like what do you want for dinner (laughs) yeah i don't know what do you want for dinner oh that sounds great yeah yeah let's do that you know and like i mean that's a very surfacey level thing but but something that i've learned and something that lauren has learned is like to ask me like do i really not care Mm-hmm. Or am I just saying that because I don't want to have to think about it or don't want to make the decision? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, honestly, it's like I don't care. Like yeah. I, honestly, like I like I like I really do think that my personality is like I really on most things I'm okay with what someone else wants. Um, but there are things, mm-hmm. and I have to recognize like there are desires I have. There are things that I want. There are things that I need. Mm-hmm. And in, when it comes to those, I'm allowed to have an opinion. Yeah. And I'm allowed to say, yes, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I'm having trouble coming up with like a super specific example right now in like everyday moment kind of a thing. But, you know, there have been time and I think it comes up, obviously, like marriage is a very easy place for it to like reveal mm-hmm. itself right mm-hmm. because you have two people who mm-hmm. have very different thoughts about lots of different things yeah and so there are definite things where i've had to say lauren like no like i feel very strongly about this like mm-hmm. this is how i think it should be mm-hmm. um and there are times where i can just be like yeah that's totally fine mm-hmm. and so i you know i think um 
I've gotten better at mm-hmm. understanding what merging is and looks like and how to express myself when I when I feel it's important. Um, although there are times that I don't. Yeah. And and that I and that I just let things happen the way other people want them to happen, mm-hmm. even though they're not how I would want yeah. to do it. Yeah. So I'm thinking about the layers of sloth and really how this shows up because we've kind of mentioned it, but it just like came into a clear picture for me of like the the core most layer of sloth is having a hard time knowing what we want. Yeah. In the first place. And just acknowledging the fact that it takes more effort and intentionality to decide what we want. Yeah. Yeah. Or or to be even aware of what we want. And then on top of that, there's like there is the because we don't know what we want, there is this like, why well, don't care? Yep. And so then you kind of have this like, you know, like laissez-faire. Yeah. yeah. And and that, that can be good, like right. you mentioned. But then there's also the potential that like, because you don't know what you're wanting, you're not going to experience like true satisfaction or true joy or yep. any of those things. Um, and then there is the like, the final most layer of it, of like the fear that starts to come. And like when we feel the resistance because of these other two layers of sloth, yeah. <laughs> like it just feels easier to to bail on yourself. Um, yep. then to like work through, to work back through to those layers and say, what do I want? Is it worth facing the fear? Is it worth like wrestling through these rapids and reinforcing my boat, like in your analogy and everything, yep. um, because of how hard it is just to know what you want yep. in the first place. And yep. I think that's probably f- like for type nine, I think that's the thing that other types understand the least and have the hardest time like seeing from our perspective yeah and the dinner example is easiest for them to grab onto because everybody has a night where they don't know what they want for dinner right, right. But like if if not knowing what you want for every night though because it's everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. but if you can apply not knowing what you want for dinner to not knowing what you want for your entire life right like right. that yeah. is kind of how it feels yes of like somebody tell me like somebody mentioned a good takeout and maybe i'll try that you know so okay so um Kind of a more professional example, but definitely has also been something I've felt on a personal level is like, and I, we've talked about this before, not in this season mm. yet. Oh, here it comes. But that's not saying it hasn't happened in this season, but in a previous work season where we've worked together, like, I think I've told you, like, there are times where I felt rudderless. Like, that's how I would describe yeah. it. Where yeah. it's like, you literally are, we're back in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just gonna kill this. Just change your logo. We're back in a boat. It's gonna um, be a canoe now. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, this feeling that like you're in a boat mm. and you're just there's there's no steering it. Mm. Like you are just being willy nilly tossed wherever the waves and the wind want to take you. And the waves and the wind are other people and their thoughts, their plans, their visions, and you're just going. Yeah. with it you're just all and, and and the problem with it is it's all over the place like it is not focused it's not intentional it's just you you're literally everywhere all the time yeah and i mean we've talked about that in previous seasons and i think like there have been times in this season of entrepreneurship that i've felt that way yeah like yeah. that i felt like and the and the hardest part about this season with that is that it's not necessarily someone else's vision that's <laughs> throwing me around. Like the, I'm in my own world here. Mm-hmm. Like I've this is the world I've created. Mm-hmm. So the problem goes back to what you just talked about, which is 
what do I want? Yeah. And, and that is like, I think a great, it's a great insight because it's like the, the place I'm in now, if I feel rudderless, I have one person to look at mm-hmm. and it's me. And I have one question asked. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to be doing? Because the rudder isn't broken. You just pull it out of the water yeah. and decided to just let things go. You just forgot it was there. And yeah. You forgot you could hold it oh, and direct it. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Um, spinning around over there. I went over here. Which again, like this is the, like, this is the great strength. Mm-hmm. of being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. is like you can grab a hold of that rudder at any point anytime point it wherever you want to go mm-hmm. but as a nine that is the question where do you want to go yeah and, and, and really it's challenging. so hard mm-hmm. like that is so hard to nail down um because i think for me prof- again pro- like on a more professional level like i've had I feel like my merging has come from me attempting to like gain wisdom and knowledge mm-hmm. from people who are already mm-hmm. here or mm-hmm. have been here and asking myself, well, should I be doing that? Like, yeah. should I take that? Like, is that what I need to do here? Like, do I need to, I don't know, you know, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. do I need to take that advice? Like, do I need to apply that to me? And it's or do I need to graft this into my personality, which is something we're also very good at. Yeah, part of the right. And <clears throat> like, I think the longer that I've been doing this, the more and more it's like there are things I can learn from this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to fundamentally change who I am in the direction I go. Yeah, yeah. And and that and maybe that's more it. It's like merging on the surface on mm-hmm. some things is okay but then mm-hmm. like when we get really deep and we start to fundamentally change who we are what yeah. we're doing because we're merging mm-hmm. with this thing that's like oh now that's like, bad it's not good yeah there's a difference between like learning and and taking what you need right and then like or just becoming right. what it is that you're learning about and like totally immersing and that's what I have to watch for too, because I can yeah. jump in the deep end of somebody else's ideas. Yeah. Like real quick. Yeah. Real quick. Which brings me back to like, what do we want? Mm-hmm. And and I think it brings me back around to that because I think it makes it really difficult mm-hmm. again to define yeah. what you want if you are trying to learn and like gain wisdom from people who've been there before but you're not going to fundamentally change who you are and you want to be like your unique yourself. Like Mm -hmm. where does that leave you? And and I think like that is, it's just really hard to define. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's, I think that what's even harder, and I don't know if this is a nine thing, you can tell me if it is or not, but like what's even harder is not just where are you going, but like even confidence in the decision that you've made once you've made it. Mm -hmm. That mm-hmm. it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is sometimes even harder. Yeah. Because then you're like, I mean, we've actually, I think maybe we've had this conversation a little bit, even when you started to define things a little bit more in the fall. Yeah. And you were like, I mean, I think this is it. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's <laughs> a good impression. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, it could be. The key. I think that's my biggest struggle is like, one, as people, we grow and change. So what we want does change. Yeah. And what I would prefer is to discover what I want for my whole life one time. And yes, to feel a strong, awesome. to feel a strong so conviction. Yeah. 
yes, I am with you. That would be amazing. Yeah, like just yeah. feel a strong conviction because I think like I see what looks like that in other people. And so I don't know how that manifests yeah. for other people. Um, even like I have this mastermind I'm a part of. And I'm in a group with a couple of ones and a type three. Yeah. And so like conviction, they have it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I and I respect them and honor them. And one of the questions from this book we were reading was like, what were your goals for your life when you were growing up? And they all had like clear ideas and could remember yeah. even as like small kids what they wanted to do or as yeah. young adults. And I was like, that is such an interesting question for me because I never yeah. really thought about it. Yeah that like beyond like wife and mother like the church tells me you know yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like i don't know like yeah. i just never felt permission to to really think about it in a real in a real way right. with conviction and so they yeah. they all gave me this like oh that is so interesting about you know? <laughs> and, and um like it's supportive of course yeah but it yeah. was just th them being like oh she's never thought about what she wants that's yeah. sad for her <laughs> so um yeah there's just this there's this constant struggle to like get closer to it and here's the most frustrating thing I've now been doing this since 2019, like working hard to try to figure out what I want mm -hmm. and what I want to do yep. with my gifts and with my with my career and all the since 2019, mm -hmm. I really seriously started thinking about this. So here in 2023, I probably am like a smidgen burned out about it. Um, but then also like, okay, I feel so close. That's just kind of where I am. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel so close, but the fog is still thick. I yeah. might be 20 yards away or I might be 20 miles away. Yeah. And I just have no idea. Right. <laughs> so, so if I can take this, I don't know if this is dark, <laughs> but it could be. We're waiting deep. Yeah. Um, I had the thought the other day. Oh. And I feel like this is going to piggyback off where, where, what you just talked about. Mm -hmm. I had a thought the other day of, John, you probably can't do this for the rest of your professional career. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do in 20 years when you're an old man and you can't do this anymore? It's like, oh my God, does it, I, do, do I bail now? Do I just bail now? Can I, like, do I get out? But I, like, that's yeah. like, that's like the 20 yards, 20 miles thing, mm -hmm. like, right? It's mm -hmm. like, it's so foggy, mm -hmm. like what this could be, mm -hmm. that the prospect of it, and, and and it's the wrong mindset to have because yeah. Yeah. in 20 years, it's not going to look like it looks today. Right, right. Like, Lord willing, <laughs> I will not be pushing around a 200 pound cart with a bunch of gear on it in <laughs> yeah. 20 years yeah. right like if i'm doing my job right right i won't be there mm -hmm. but that's really hard to see right now mm -hmm. because i'm one person and you're pushing the cart and i'm pushing the cart mm -hmm. and so <laughs> and so how do i how do i get from here to there yeah on the path of least resistance because I'm a Titan. Because nine. I'm a nine, the easy way, the comfortable way. How do I? How do I get that in a comfortable way, Bonnie? Yeah, no, I don't know. It, but that's not. That's not what it is. Yeah. Um. But yes, I completely feel feel all of those things. I feel like I should clarify. It's not that the easy way. Like I feel like the easy way sounds like a cop out. 
Because I think that nines, we also have this gift of working, of having to work so hard to understand what we want because we have to wade through all the other factors means that we go a challenging way, but not like a stupid way. Yes, I would agree. And so I, I do think that doing the work to really understand what you want, like you're going to encounter challenges or rapids on the river if we're going to keep going there let's do it um but you're not like blindly right you know carving through a path that is like well oh there now there's like a 30 foot waterfall because i didn't take the time to understand which fork i needed to take blah 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 which i do think you know other types weaknesses and things like that they they are so clear on what they want they can't see any of this the detrimental steps around them and then we see all of that confidence and or seeming confidence and conviction and we're like i'm just gonna jump on that boat and then we're like this is a dumb (laughs) oh no we don't have a long fall i actually didn't want this yeah um and so then we're back to like soul searching and everything so i do think like like we do have this idea of like we want the wise way and we want we want the right way. It's not that we don't want a challenge, but it is like, is the challenge worth it? Yeah. Yeah. I think That's I think hard. to me, the quote unquote easy way out is not necessarily doesn't it doesn't define what will happen. It is defining my approach mm-hmm. or my my desire to avoid pain and suffering in the choice I'm about to make. And so I choose the quote unquote easy way, which is to like it uh, most times to blow it all up and remove myself completely from from what I do because it's too hard. Um, Yeah. It it is, it is the easy way because it's not the hard way. Mm -hmm. Like it's not the easy way because it's shirking responsibility or, or anything like that. But I think it's really insightful too what you said about like, we tend to take a lot into account mm-hmm. in every decision Everything. that we make. Yeah. And number one, that takes time and it takes energy and it can become really tiring. But also, like, I think wisdom for me has always been a value word. Like mm-hmm. wisdom is something like I like I want wisdom in my decisions. And again, it takes time and it takes effort mm-hmm. to obtain wisdom about something. And so it's I think our weakness is like the weakness is like seeing that that's what we want but knowing how much time and effort it Mm -hmm. takes and how much potential pain and discomfort it's going to cause yeah and being like but do I have to do that yeah (laughs) um is this worth it right and so like that's that to me I think that is probably where this weakness of ours like connects the most Mm is like the weakness is that I sometimes just don't want to have to put in that effort. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, this has been a good conversation if you're not a nine to listen to because we will never talk about this stuff out loud. And people don't. (laughs) I know. Well, and people don't know to ask because it is is more, it's one of the more unique portions of being a nine. Yeah. I think it's like the fog around what we want. Mm -hmm. And then also seeing all the possibilities like i don't think that unless you're super close with a nine Mm -hmm. you don't know how much a nine is taking into account as they are processing decisions and trying to understand what they want 
Because, I mean, like we have that little bit of six in us where we can see all the potential scenarios. Mm-hmm. And then the nine part of us sees how all of those scenarios affect literally everything <laughs> in our world. And every person. Yes. Like yeah. we understand what every ripple touches as it as it goes from, yeah. you know. And, and that's just not something we process out loud with our employers or our employees or friends a whole lot unless you're very close. So understanding that like when you ask a nine like well what do you want to do in three years and then we freeze up and look like a deer in headlights and there are so many i don't want to i don't because our brain is immediately like well i could do this and i could do this but if i do this then it impacts this this and this if i do this it might impact this but if i do this and i want it then i could put challenge here and like all of these things come into play yeah um, and so then we just want to go back to our little happy narcotized zone because there's too many options yeah. and there's too many impacts and there's too many people involved and there's too many, all of these things. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then if my presence is causing all of this conflict, it goes back to my fear. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that's good. Um, it makes me think of, insight. yeah, it makes me think of last night. Um, Elliot and I went to chess club at the Ooh, library, fun, which was really good. It was really good for him. And, um, I, it just makes me think of like, you know, as when you're, I'm not very good at chess. Well, let me, I wouldn't take that back. Okay. Hold on. I've never focused on how to play chess mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like I, I know generally how to do it, um, what the rules are and things like that, but it's not like I go and play chess all the time. Right. Elliot's very interested in chess. And so cute. it's, yeah, it's fun. And like he's naturally, I think, pretty gifted at it. He's a strategic kid. Yeah. So yeah. what's interesting, right, is like we're talking about being able to see everything. Like the the whole thing with chess is like seeing everything and like seeing lots of options mm-hmm. and like trying to, you know, outsmart the other person who's also doing the same thing. What's interesting is like last night, like I'm don't play chess very often. These are people who definitely play chess a lot. I'm playing this guy because I just decided to start playing too. I'm playing this guy, and at one point he goes, wow, most people wouldn't have seen that. And I'm like, I'm not sure what he's talking about. <laughs> what did I see? What did you, he's like, yeah. he's like, but you read that fork. And I'm like, fork. oh my gosh, what is he, like, what, what is happening here? But it's just now connecting in the conversation we're having. Like, we have an innate ability to see lots of things mm-hmm. and like the impacts, like you're saying, of lots of things. Mm-hmm. We don't go, give ourselves credit for it. Mm-hmm. And we don't often aren't in tune to it enough to understand that that it that it takes some some effort. And mm-hmm. there are times where it's really easy and we don't even know what we're doing. And like last night, you saw I was just seeing what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it's called, and I don't care. <laughs> uh, uh, but there are times where we need to recognize like, this takes effort and this takes work, but you're, but you have a gift for it. Mm-hmm. Like you have a gift to see mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and that, that is something that not everybody has. And while probably some of that is why we have fog, yeah, you know, like that. You see all the things except for how you fit into it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The fog is like everything. The fog is you see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the trick is like, how do you navigate mm-hmm. through that? Mm-hmm. Um, for yourself like yeah. and and see the ramifications for you and and what you want to do so mm-hmm. um yeah that's good yeah 
This is a very philosophical one. Yeah. We're going to roll. Oh, man. Look out. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> so in our businesses, this is where I most have my uh, my existential crises. Yes. As far as. Yeah. <laughs> and you notice I put the plural because. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. In my 19 months of businessing, there have been multiple existential crises. Oh, <laughs> I feel like there are existential crises often. Yeah. 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 I would like them to be, they are almost predictable at this point. I feel like I'm almost to a pattern. Nice. Okay. But maybe I'll find some conviction that one time it's not going to happen. I mean. <sighs> You're talking yourself out of your own conviction right now. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. I'll find it. It'll be oh, great. Gosh. Or at least a little ways down the road. That's um, so funny. Yeah. Sloth is a big one. Yes. Yeah. It has nothing to do with being lazy. Not at all. Nothing at all. Not at all. And so, I mean, we all know I like a good stare at the wall, but that's not what this has oh to do gosh. with it. So <laughs> Which, if you want to hear more about that, probably the last episode is the one to listen to, number 26, because yeah. that's more about like... I call it, that is interesting. Isn't that interesting? Like, it's not like how our desire, mm -hmm. like for... Tom Waters, you know, or whatever, um, actually is the thing that pulls us into sometimes that unhealthy mm -hmm. kind of mode of like stare at the wall. Yeah. Check out. Scroll. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So the sloth. Not necessarily our weakness. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. I do think that fear and weakness tend to motivate nines to do something, whether it is not a product, it's probably not a productive thing all the time. Yeah. And our desire yeah. makes us a little sleepy yeah um yeah that's good Ah, <laughs> uh, anything else you want to add i don't man. i feel, I don't... feel like we really ran the gamut on how long we are you, we've been we've been rolling i don't i don't know either we're we're still in our makeshift podcast setup here so i don't have it i know i that's i think i missed the most about your like fun little light up board is yeah. the timer on it because it gives me accountability yeah <clears throat> but you know what we talked about all the things we should talk about or needed to talk about today. yeah so i think so i hope so it was good. helpful yeah. if you're a nine or if you're not um so our, our next important yeah and our next episode wraps up this series yep we're gonna do core longing core longing so it's just fun yeah. um hey leave us a voicemail about this if you noticed your core motivations showing up in um in your business yeah um in your life whatever you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash entrepreneurs or we discovered instagram voice memo yeah figure out how to get that on a podcast yeah um and i now have this ambition i do want this this is clear bonus episode i want a bonus episode <laughs> Help us out. Help I us. call in with fake voices at the top. Oh my god! I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. Can I have a confession moment? This is totally a rabbit trail. Yeah. Do you know sometimes I put question boxes on Instagram stories? Uh huh. The temptation to go in and ask myself questions nice. is so high, and I don't do it. I actually have held myself to that account of like I am not gonna put fake questions in the box. I think people do that probably all the time. I'm sure they do. Bonnie, yeah. That is because one of your values is to be authentic. That's true. And so you would be breaking down your own values. If it's you did true. That. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. There are some I really want answers for and like want to repost and then no one responds. That's so and the temptation is Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. What if I just anyway. If I just guide this conversation. I don't. <laughs> Oh, well, good job. So, so I won't call them with fake voices either. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll 
one day, Bonnie, we'll have a bonus episode. I'm sure of it. So, um, but yeah, and also leave us rating and reviews so mm-hmm. um, other people can find us. And uh, I'm yeah, on the internet. And we're on the internet. And you can find our socials and our website. And if you are finding this stuff in, in, interesting and want to dig more into you, because here's what I'll do. Look, I'm going to plug myself, John. I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to clap, big. but I will clap because He's I'm holding a microphone. But big clapping. Like, honestly, this is what coaching is. Yeah. Is, is getting into your core motivations and seeing how they're showing up because it, it takes awareness and peeling back all the layers. Like what John and I are actively doing for you is a bit of a coaching session to say, I do this thing. Let me figure out what motivation this is rooted in. Um, and so if you're interested in that, turns out I can help. It's a coaching session I don't pay for. So thanks, Bonnie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you're getting something out of it too. So. No, it's great. It's, it's helpful. Anytime you can become more empathetically aware in your life, it's beneficial. So. And it usually takes another person talking through it with you. Yes. Otherwise, you just gaslight yourself out of anything helpful. Yeah. At least that's what I do. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Well, we will see you next time for the core motivation vlogging. Yep. Bye. Bye.